Hello and welcome to the Big Finish Podcast. Am I, am I pausing to, to before I applaud? I, I, I never know. Do, do it now. Okay. Hey. Hello, uh, <laughs> my name's Nick Briggs, and you are... Oh, I'm Paul Sprague. So I thought you were no, talking to the no, listeners I am. for a second. Yeah, I don't know why you interrupted. <laughs> and this is the Big Finish podcast, as I mentioned before the music. Uh, uh, Big Finish, well, who are we? We love stories, and we make great full-cast audio drama and audio books you can buy on CD and or download. Our audio productions are based on much-loved TV series like Doctor Who, Dark Shadows, Blake Seven, Stargate and Highlander, as well as classic characters such as Sherlock Holmes, The Phantom and the Opera, and Dorian Gray, plus original creations such as Graceless and The Adventures of Bernice Summer. Field. I was and reading big that. Big Finish Classics. Big Finish Classics. Which is when there's a new one out we should uh, mention. Treasure Island. Yeah, <laughs> available now with Tom Baker in it. With Tom Baker. And of course there's still time to pick up The Phantom of the Opera, our previous Big Finish Classics. Which is brilliant. Both of which have been adapted and directed by Barnaby Edwards, who has done the most fantastic job of them. Uh, yeah. Treasure Island, amazing. Now, that noise you may or may not hear in the background is uh, is a generator and some drilling or something going on outside the office. We've been waiting for it to stop so that we can get on with the podcast. It did, and then Paul Sprague spent so long faffing about <laughs> that by the time we've started recording, now it's back on. So apologies for the background noise, but frankly, there's no other time for us to record it. So uh, <laughs> oh, can you hear us? We'll just speak close to the microphone, Paul. And, and why can't we record it after this, Nick? Because I'm going to Australia. Yeah, sorry about that. Anyway, get so, yeah, closer if, to your uh, microphone, Paul. I'm getting closer to my that's, microphone. That's good, yeah. So, so yes, if, if anyone's in Australia... <laughs> keep, keep I believe there are people in Australia, <laughs> yes. There are some Doctor Who conventions I'm going to. In Melbourne, Sydney, Auckland... Uh, I know Auckland's in New Zealand, by the way. I've seen a map. And <laughs> Brisbane. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's some really serious drilling going on <laughs> up there. Good. But so to be fair, they did only stop for about ten minutes at most. So I know we could have got a podcast done in ten minutes. Could we? <laughs> we could. Now the main reason for this podcast is to announce the winner of the March competition. Great music, yeah. Hopefully drowning out the drilling. <laughs> uh, are we going to do that now? We'll do that later. So that's coming up. Oh, OK, right. Oh, I was just prepared for that. Oh, well, you, you, oh, you want to do that now? Yeah, let's do that now. OK, yeah, let's go. Oh, we're let's, just let's, crazy. Let's... It's the competition results. <laughs> Paul, tell us all about the competition. Uh, well, we offered the opportunity to win uh, one of three script fronts. Uh, Lurkers at Sunlight's Edge, The Butcher of Brisbane and The Jupiter Conjunction. To explain, that's a piece of paper with the uh, cast list on the front signed by the cast. All of the cast, every single member is impressive. Oh, wow. Um, so, yes, we were giving those away, and uh, the question was Nick. <laughs> that's a strange question. Nick. And the answer was, get stuffed. No, <laughs> the, uh, the question was... Uh, Rebecca Front, fantastic actress, appears in the Jupiter Conjunction... What other Big Finish production did she appear in? And the answer was, going forward, Paul... 
Going forward, it was... Oh, I actually, I actually deliberately said it that time. <laughs> I could have just said it in my normal voice, which yeah. apparently sounds like me saying forward anyway. Yeah, Yes, um, yeah, so the answer was the mind's eye. The hey. mind's eye. The mind's eye. Yeah. Do you know what the original... <laughs> the mind's eye. Do you know what that was originally called? No. It was originally called Per Chance to Dream... And then you thought, it's not very interesting, is it? Maybe we could save that for a Stargate release. <laughs> well, it gave away what the, story, what the ending of the story was, really, which I've now given away by, by saying this. But anyway. It's all right. It's been out for years. No one cares. <gasps> Possibly. How, how dare you say that? <laughs> OK, so uh, the winner of the Jupiter Conjunction... Covered to the Jupiter Conjunction, is that what you're trying to say? I was trying. After saying preliminary really well in the last podcast, I now can't say anything. <laughs> right. Actually, I'm going to make a note of who's getting which one. I'm going to put a post-it on each one so I remember. What a good it's idea. Clever, isn't it? I'm not usually this prepared. Uh, uh, the winner of the Jupiter Conjunction yes. script front is Ryan Denyer, who Woo. is in Brighton. Well done, Ryan. Ryan, did you say? Yeah. I can't hear over the noise. Yes, it is Ryan. <laughs> Congratulations. And the winner of Lurkers is... Lurkers at Sunlight's Edge is going to Michelle Madison, <gasps> who is in Burbank in California. Congratulations uh, for living there. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner of okay, The Butcher... Okay, if that's where you want to go with that, fine. <laughs> <laughs> the Butcher of Brisbane, which is funny because I'm going to be going to Brisbane. I'll, I'll see if I can look him up. And will you be butcher in Brisbane? Uh, let's let's say not, in case the police are listening. Uh, the butcher of Brisbane is going to Darren Ware. He Where? was in Tyne and Ware. That that didn't Where? really work, did it? No, Tyne and Ware. He Ware. Ware. Yes. Well done, Darren. Dar Darren Ware in Tyne and Ware. I'm I'm just gonna. Assume. And now I feel I'm about to be hit by an enormous wave of disappointment from our listeners. But there will be no competition in this podcast. We're having a competition-free month because I'm going to be away and I'm the one who records it as the podcast. There will, however, be lots more from Toby Haydoke, hopefully, if you get your finger out. No, that's Not you, fine. Toby. I've... I know you've, you've recorded almost the entire cast of Doctor Who by now. There, there are quite a lot of them, I have to say, because he, he sent over a few last night, and I thought, oh, dear. <laughs> I, really, I really must put more of these up quickly. <laughs> they are jolly good. It's Toby Haydoke interviewing, uh, trying to get an anecdote relating to every single Doctor Who story in this, the 50th anniversary year of Doctor Who. As Paul McGann pointed out at a convention recently, actually, it's, this isn't the 50th anniversary year of Doctor Who. The 50th anniversary of Doctor Who starts on the 23rd of November, 2013, and stretches until the 23rd of November, oh, 2014. Yes. So that's the old millennium question, isn't yes. it? Yes. So I can't work out whether he's a pedant or a, a useful source of information there. <laughs> Probably a bit of both. Well done, Paul. <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the rest of this podcast is going to be taken up with a few of your emails, which you've been sending in. But I'd first of all like to uh, address a very serious subject. I was sent an email by one of our uh, great contributors, Martin Montague, who does sound design for us, edits a lot of the CD extras. I've known Martin for many years since he worked at Radio 7, as it was called then. And he starts his email thus. Dear Muppet. <laughs> 
Just oh, listen. That's, that's sweet. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Which, just listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, Wait, I, which I, one was that? I've no idea. That's my general <laughs> Muppet voice. Oh, mm. general Muppet voice. Gen- general Muppet voice. <laughs> Good to see you, sir. Mm. I think it's the cookie. The one who likes the cookies. Yes. What, Cookie Monster? That'll be it, yeah. You have a child, you should know that. <laughs> he doesn't watch Muppets, actually. Oh, oh they've, they've stopped drilling. Quick, talk oh. quicker. Talk quicker. Oh, it's quiet outside. Anyway, he says, Just listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry, no. He says, Tato isn't the name for walkers in Ireland. Tato is a completely different company. In Europe, including the ROI... What's that? That's the Republic of Ireland. Oh, thank you. I'd call it Aero, but that's probably wrong, isn't it? Um, uh, from memory, walkers go by the US name of Lays and has exactly the same packaging and typeset as walkers. Also, the Tenth Planet website is accessible from mobile devices. The blank page you got uh, had a link in it that said go to full site. If you'd clicked on it, you'd have got the page you wanted. Uh, he's then proceeded to send us photographs <laughs> of all the crisps concerned, to which you reply, Paul Sprague. I, I said, uh, are we not giving him enough work to do? Yeah. <laughs> he said, I've got to eat, haven't I? <laughs> so he did send us a rather nice photograph. Should we use that photograph for this podcast? Do you yeah, think? we could do. Yeah, it's got a cute little bear in it. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. That, that Martin Montague is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so thank you. M- Muppet. <laughs> Uh, some more letters. There's a particularly nasty one to me about Christmas now. I think you should read that out now. Now it's time for the particularly nasty one about Christmas. Thank you. That, that is as close as I get to an impression of Kermit the Frog. That is that's as, just as well. Useless. I think we're clear on the copyright. Oh, oh, who's, uh, that's going to be a recorded message asking Pro- us. Probably will uh, be. In, asking us for insurance. Hello, yeah. good finish. Who's it? Who's it? Yeah, it literally is. Oh, oh no. What about payment protection insurance? Oh, if only I'd had some. Yeah, the only calls you get on a UK landline anymore are calls from people wanting to sell you stuff. No, none of your friends ever phone you anymore, do they? I wonder why I bother to answer it at this point. I know, but you never know. It could have been, you know, the lottery people. Are you talking about... Did they phone you up? I don't know. (laughs) Hello, you've won a million pounds! <laughs> are they Muppets as yeah, well? Yeah, they're Muppets of the lottery, that's <laughs> official, yeah. What? What? Yes. Good. Come on, read this one out then. David Hargreaves says, I've just heard Nick explaining how annoyed and cross a section of the audience become when he tries to podcast whilst chomping away on his favourite potato snacks. What I can't understand is why he thinks it's such a good idea to infuriate some of the company's most loyal punters. I would have thought that happy and contented customers would be much more likely to buy big finished products than those who feel they've been insulted. But then, perhaps Nick is deliberately trying to reduce sales. Perhaps he could explain this novel marketing strategy next time. Yes, it's a novel strategy of mine. David Hargreaves, have you not got a sense of (laughs) humour? Maybe not. Okay, well, fair enough. Not everyone has to have a sense of humour. And uh, I would add that we did stop doing the crisp stuff because people complained. And then the people who made us do it again were listeners who give us packets of crisps when we do podcasts at conventions. But I promise, I do take your point. I don't want to upset people. It was just a bit of a laugh, and I'm sorry if it wasn't funny. We, we did a survey at the time. Did we? Yeah, if you remember. We did. Oh, yeah. We actually did a survey saying, can people write in and say whether they're fine with Chris on the podcast? Yeah. And it ended up about 80% to 20% in favour, didn't it? So we were, we were actually... Uh, yeah, but you know, who wants to upset the 20%? So look, I'll, <laughs> we'll never do it again, I promise you. 
Unless then, you go to a convention and get given a packet. Yeah, of yeah. It's when you and, and it's the end of the day and you've been up since five thirty in the morning. It's quite difficult when you're hungry. But I know I'm really sorry if I've upset you. And and uh, it was just a joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I am. You know. Also, you you you're assuming that I planned that podcast in any way. I pressed <laughs> record and started talking pretty much as we're doing now. We're just trying to make it a bit off the cuff and we're a bit busy doing other stuff and we just wanted to communicate with you every now and again oh i feel well and truly told off sorry <laughs> there are some people on the forums by the way which i shall just bring are up there? apropos of, of nothing whatsoever what the big finish um, forum yes on the big finish forum saying uh, when is dark eyes 2 going to be up for pre-order because they're desperate to pre-order it oh, and, and also you. there seems to be some confusion because they they think that dark eyes 2 is a holding title and want to know what the actual title is going to be. The actual title is Dark Eyes 2. Yeah, <clears throat> Just that to clear is the that title. up. Yeah. And there will be Dark Eyes 2, Dark Eyes 3 and Dark Eyes 4. Um, so, yes, and that, that will go up in the coming months. Sorry, it hasn't gone up yet. We're, we're working on scripts and storylines at the moment. It's very exciting. They also want to know if it's going to be called Dark Eyes 2, Darkest Eyes or Darker Eyes or <laughs> Darkness Falls. <laughs> Is no, it's going to be called the things I said just now. I Good. refer the honourable gentleman to the reply I gave some moments ago. I believe is what they say in the Houses of Parliament. Excellent. Well, that's that sorted then. Next, next. Go um, on. Ralph Burns says, "Dear Paul Sprague and his amazing friends, I like this already. I like this one. I'm a lot. amazing. <laughs> oh, hold on. Are we friends? I don't know. <laughs> oh, don't be like that. <laughs> All right, I went. Please could you do a story where the sense rights team up with the Vervoice to fight the Bandrol Empire, which is in league with Yartek, leader of the alien Vord, who are up to bad, evil, nasty stuff. It would be especially good if the Monoids could turn up at the end of episode 3 to invade 17th century Russia. Cheers. P.S. I turned 35 years old this year, yet still dream of such things. P.P.S. I think Paul Sprague would be amazing as Yartek, leader of the alien Vord. <laughs> um... I'm a bit disappointed the Crotons don't feature in that storyline. That's all I'm saying. I mean, come on. Where's your imagination? Yes, obviously, I'm immediately commissioning that story. I, I would quite like us to make Bandrol Empire. <laughs> yeah, that's been a running joke since <laughs> since Dalek Empire, I believe. I know, I'm just, I just want to see it finally happen. <laughs> um, Tim Gebbles says, Hi, Toby talking to Toby Haydoke. Oh, yes. Just to say how much I'm enjoying the Who's Round podcasts. Like you, I'm particularly fascinated by actors and their biographies and lives and connections with others in the business. Each of your splendid podcasts grows and adds to that vast rucksack of Who knowledge and love we, each of us, carry around with us sometimes. A bit in secret, but always gladly. Oh. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, yes. Um, oh, speak, speaking of that, uh, there's the extended um, Waris Hussain. Warris. Yeah. I knew I was going to get that wrong. <laughs> it's a 50-50 chance, isn't yes. it? Yeah. Um, there's an extended version of that that Toby has sent me because a bunch of people were, were keen on hearing the the unexpurgated version of it. Perhaps you um, should just put that in the Toby Haydoke range rather than as a podcast. Perhaps I will. Yeah, because there is a Toby Haydoke who's round range now. It's all free and... Um, you could go there. Sorry, I just stopped thinking for a moment there. Then there was a pause. And also, the generator's off again. Oh, that's very exciting. It's not It's not too bad, though, is it? It's not too bad at the moment. No, it's just ticking over. 
Michael Totes says, just writing to say thank you for all your great work, giving me something worthwhile to spend my money on and to plead for a little bit more. If Ruth Bradley returns in the next Dark Eyes release, can Big Finish record the missing scene where the Doctor changes his look? It's a pivotal, iconic moment, and I can tell from the forum that so many others, not just me, want to hear it. I can understand that you didn't want to interrupt the momentum of the original story, but the scene must have happened at some point. With Molly cutting his girl's hair and choosing him a new, more practical jacket from the Tardy Box's dressing up box. It would make a great subscriber bonus, hint hint. Thank you for reading this and for putting so much adventure into my life. Ah, oh, I do think it is a missing scene. I just, you know. Oh, here comes the drill. <laughs> But I'll have a think about that, all right? I know a lot of people, more people than I ever thought would, were concerned about that. They wanted, they actually wanted a scene where the drama consisted of the Doctor putting on a coat. <laughs> I, I like drama to be a bit more rustling. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Oh, drilling away, drilling away. <laughs> Good. Next. Um... We might just give up in the face of the, the noise assault. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, William Lever from Charleston in Maine says, Do you think it's possible that the audiovisual starring Nick Briggs as the Doctor will ever see a re-release through Big Finish? I'm aware that Sword of Orion, Minuet in Hell, The Mutant Phase and a few others were adapted from audiovisual stories, but I think that it would be pretty neat to see a re-release for the completest fans like me to see the beginnings of such great stories. Perhaps we could see them as a series of box sets or even downloads, maybe. Uh, no. It's <laughs> a shame, but there you go, yeah, yeah. It's from another time. It was all unlicensed fan stuff, and we're licensed, and we, we can't do stuff like that. That's really loud, that. I feel like my, my teeth are jangling. Let's have a couple more, and then we'll spare people any more of this. <clears throat> uh, there's one that says, um, hats and thanks as its subject line. I quite like that. <laughs> Uh, it's from Stuart Kerrigan who, sails, who says I feel compelled to write into your podcast again Firstly it was a pleasure chatting with Mr Briggs briefly At the Brit Sci-Fi 3 convention in Leicester I remember that yes. While there I managed to get Paul McGann to autograph my copy of Dark Eyes Yay. Thanks to pre-ordering Treasure Island I also have Tom Baker's signature So I now have the Tom autographs of my two favourite doctors Brilliant. I do have one question yes. Did you make Mr Baker wear the pirate hat on the cover of Treasure Island Or is it a clever Photoshop job Either way, it's fantastic, and all big finished covers should feature Tom Baker wearing a pirate hat, even the ones he's not in. Yes. It would increase sales. Definitely. That's, we're going to implement that policy immediately. Uh, it's a Photoshop job, as is the beard. I hope Big Finish make more classic audios. I'd love to hear you tackle Dracula or Frankenstein or even a bit of Dickens, preferably something that hasn't been done to death. Anything to keep Big Finish's number one Renaissance man, Barnaby Edwards, busy. Well, of course, textbook stuff has done some Dickens stuff, but you're probably already aware of that. But get, have a look on our site at textbook stuff, and you can order some stuff from textbook stuff there. Uh, as to the other titles you mentioned, well, well, indeed. Frankenstein, we've already mentioned, so there you go. I'm very keen to do Dracula at some point, so... Um, yeah, we'd love to do it. Those things, they, do, they don't sell as much, so we have to be very careful with the budget and the planning, but... Um, Hmm. Okay, thank you. This is a bit of a, a, an intriguing one. Matt McCoy says, I've been a collector of your audio since Storm Warning and have really enjoyed your output. However, I've been losing interest due to things becoming a bit stale. 
I miss the days where we get a variety of Doctor Companion teams. As much as I love the trilogies, it means it takes a long time to get a certain Doctor Companion team. If it's not the team you want, then you have to wait a whole year and hope it's the next. My main complaint is Nyssa. In 20-odd Davison releases, there has only been one story without Nyssa. I love Nyssa, but I would love some audios without her. How about some stories with just Tegan and Turlow, or just Turlow, or Five and Perry? We haven't had that team for a long time. I love your audios, but a little variety would be good. Well, it's a very good point. I, I do think there's lots of variety, and everyone seems to like the trilogies. It allows us to develop, you know, more uh, interesting storylines. Um, but that one of the byproducts is that it does take a while to get round to other companions sometimes, especially if there's an ongoing storyline that has a life of, you know, longer than a trilogy. Um, but I'll, I will bear that in mind. Um, I do not recall getting any other. Oh, it's gone quiet again. Uh, any other emails like that so you are the first to have written in and uh, made that point but uh, I dare say there are a few people out there who also think that too Uh, yes okay thank you there's also partly an availability thing I suppose I mean if we want to use Mark Strickson as Turlow for instance we have to wait for him not to be in New Zealand ideally so yeah that (laughs) that, these uh, things become a bit of a problem around availability yes there are various scheduling issues you want to read another one out, don't you? Just, uh, there's one more, Okay. pretty much. Peter Woods says, Thank you for the brilliant Big Finish Day 3. It was an amazing day. An excellent opportunity to meet and greet those involved, and I thank them all for their efforts and achievements. Despite not being a writer, I find the Writer's Workshop really interesting and insightful and good fun. Plus, seeing the enthusiasm for Big Finish from those involved. David Warner really likes you guys. It was brilliant. So thank you to everyone involved. I hope you all enjoyed it too. I'd also like to say thank you to Paul Sprague. I asked him about Prison in Space and I was swayed into getting it. <laughs> <laughs> and did he enjoy it there? I've now listened to it and my money was definitely well spent. Oh, well so done, thank you Paul. for your input. Yes. Well now done for recommending that. Okay. And we've had this from a couple of people in the last couple of weeks, weirdly. Um, I particularly like Battlefield, especially the suggestion oh. that the Doctor is Merlin in a future incarnation and previously battled Morgane. Would you consider doing this on audio, as I for one would love to hear it? Keep up the tremendous work. P.S. Although I was at the podcast on Saturday, hearing it again was great. Hey, um, I was asked the um, Merlin thing on our Facebook questions and uh, I I said well I'll talk to Alan Barnes about it never say never it's not something that's featured in our plans ever I don't think oh I don't know I've got a funny feeling that somebody might have mentioned it anyway so that's something to look into with regard to um, David Warner uh, and him really liking us what you couldn't see behind the curtain there was a marksman pointing a gun at him and he knew that which is why (laughs) he was so positive about us no he, he does love us and we're that's brilliant, isn't it? He's a lovely man, brilliant to work with. We're very lucky to have him on board. As indeed we are to have all the people who work for Big Finish on board. And, you know, their enthusiasm at that event was palpable, wasn't it? And everyone mucking in and helping out with the CDs and the unpacking and the packing. Uh, you know, particularly outstanding efforts from Matt Fitton, Ken Bentley and Mark Wright. Who else am I missing? John Dorney, obviously. Um, who I said something very rude to when I arrived that I can't uh, repeat here. And he looked a bit crestfallen, but he did just say, oh, you've come in your school uniform, have you? Because <laughs> um, I had a tie on. Lovely. That's it, yeah. 
Uh, who else? Lots of lovely people. Mark Kevin Plasto, Scott. Mark he was helping Mark out Plasto, yeah. And we have put him through hell this week. We have, yes, on Vortex. He's done a fantastic job, though, for the 50th edition of Vortex. But we are very sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, He's a genius, though. The 50th edition of Vortex. <laughs> out soon yes don't forget vortex our free magazine that you can just download there's you know you don't even have to be registered to the site i don't think you can just download it and find out about big finish stuff i'm pleased with the 50th issue there's some cracking material in there yeah and talking of going forward um there's going to be a big finish day four isn't there (gasps) yeah which is uh, not going to be at that lovely school where Caroline Ford went to school. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Did she really? That's actually her school, <laughs> the, the venue. I said, you must be the only person who's pleased to be here. Um, <clears throat> uh, it's such a lovely event. Um, uh, sorry, such a lovely venue. Uh, a new venue, the Copthorne Hotel in Slough, Windsor, which is, I think, much more convenient for people to get to from other parts of the country because it's slightly north of London. Did you know that about Slough? It no, is. I don't know where anything is oh, in the world where or in this is. country. Oh. I honestly am atrocious at geography. Oh, well, it's slightly north of London, so right. it's easier for people to get to, really. We have had a few people mailing in after Big Finish Day 3 saying, can you go more northern? Mm. All right, then I will. All right, <laughs> up and... Oh, how insulting to everyone north of Watford. I apologise <laughs> immediately. So it's, it's, not, it's not a bad suggestion. It's just the fact that pretty much everyone that we use, you know, most of the... most Well, pretty much all the actors... And, and a lot of the writers and directors, they're, they're all London-based or very close to London. So we'd have to drag a lot of people out there or just have a much smaller event. Well, that's true. Anyway, it's going to be on the 18th of January 2014. Uh, so have a look on the 10th Planet events page, www.10thplanetevents.co.uk. No details yet. I dare say you can book up now. Yeah. It's a nice hotel. It's really nice. We had the Motormouth event there and that was great. It's near Windsor Castle. Yeah, so it's just easier to get to and it's and it's an even nicer place and, and I think it can accommodate more people. So come along and we'll have a fantastic time next January. And I thank you so much to everyone who came up to me and was nice. No one was nasty, thankfully. Um, Apart from Martin Montague, probably no. He was he was he was all right. He was fine. You were fine, weren't you, Martin? Yeah, he was fine. Muppet. Uh, thanks to everyone who came up to me and said nice things at Big Finish Day Three. Can we do one in a month where it isn't freezing cold at some point? Yeah, uh, could we arrange that? I think we need to go to the moon base and activate the gravitron to change the weather. Clearly, the Cybermen are interfering up there. You can tell what I've been watching recently, can't you? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, by the way, there was an addendum to. to I finished. What are you, to, go, what are you to, going on about? There's, there's an addendum to Peter Wood's uh, email. He says, uh, "Was getting confused with Facebook and posting my question to Mr. Briggs." In my oh, yeah. earlier email, I meant to ask, "Is there any monster or foe from Doctor Who that you would like to bring back but haven't yet?" We've obviously had Dalek, Cybermen, Fenric, Ice Warriors, Sontarans. The list goes on. But what of the Yeti, Sutek, or the Rani? What about them? But do you want to bring them back? I don't no. know. No. <laughs> I mean. The Yeti are extremely visual, aren't they, really? Yeah. And the great intelligence thing, you know, they've done that on the telly now, haven't they, recently? So they probably wouldn't want us to do that anyway. And the thing about the idea of the great intelligence is that it's not... um, It's just a sort of intelligence that controls things, and that's 
you can make up your own intelligence that controls things without <laughs> it being the great intelligence, can't you really? That's probably an awful thing to say, but you know what I mean? There's nothing, there's nothing particularly unique about the idea, he said, dismissing two fantastic classic Doctor Who stories, which are brilliant. I just watched those episodes recently as the well. The mediocre actually. intelligence. The surviving ones, I hasten to add. I don't have a stash of missing <laughs> stories that I've been keeping in my cellar. I mean, because to have a cellar, that's for starters, anyway. The below par intelligence, can we put that in? Yeah, story? yeah, yeah. <laughs> mediocre, yeah, good. Anything else before we go? No. Uh, it's nice and quiet here. I think we'd just enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. Should, we, should we just have a few seconds of utter silence to yeah. demonstrate that it can be quite nice? It's still ticking over there. Isn't it? yeah. Anyway, thank you. Um, and we'll be back with one of these here regular podcasts, probably at the very end of April. Have a nice time on holiday, Nick. Thanks, mate. In the meantime, over to Toby Haydoke. 